Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry. I'm Amelia Larry. And we'll be talking again about the pop culture that we love so much, stuff that we're super into. Amelia, tell the folks what they're going to hear today. Well, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman, which you all know. And we're also going to talk about Reply All, which was is a podcast. And we're going to review the experience of going to a drive-in movie. So uh, we'll be back just after this short break to jump into the Wonder Woman at the drive-in experience. Hello, this is Chris Larry. Uh, before we start this week's episode, we wanted to share a podcast uh, with you that Amelia and I are super into and has actually been a big inspiration for this show, and that is the Pop Culture Happy Hour on NPR and NPR podcasts. It's hosted by Linda Holmes, and she is joined every week by Stephen Thompson and Glenn Weldon, as well as a rotating cast of commentators and talking heads and fellow pop culture enthusiasts as they talk about what they read, see, and hear for that week. So please check out Pop Culture Happy Hour. Hello, this is Chris Larry of the Larry's Pop Pod. Um, we're in the car headed to Warwick, New York uh, for a drive-in movie showing of Wonder Woman. Um, pretty excited. Uh, Amelia, what do you think about going to a drive-in? Well, it's my first time doing it, and I'm really excited to see how the whole experience goes. I was just trying to think today, the last time I was at a drive-in movie theater, I'm in a place around 1992, and I believe it was a double feature of White Men Can't Jump and My Cousin Vinny. Mary Larry's our driver, so she's not going to be able to say too much, but can you remember the last time you were at a drive-in movie? I have no idea. She has no idea, so uh, she knows she's been to one, but she doesn't know exactly when that is. Um, All right, so we will check in when we get to the theater. Wish us luck. Hopefully everything goes as planned, and uh, we will be back for our The Larry's Wonder Woman drive-in adventure. Be back soon. All right, we're at the Warwick drive-in situated. Got hatchback out. Got stale popcorn from the uh, snack bar. Got some nice cold refreshments. Is it what you expected, Amelia? Tell me what if it, what parts were and what parts actually kind of surprised you. Yeah, it is what I expected. The white, uh, it has some black parts in the end. I thought it was going to be like a projecting screen, so that's a little surprising, and I think it's better. And it's really a lot of green scenery, which is amazing. And we're going to have to tune into the radio to get the audio, which is really different. I didn't expect that. I didn't know that that's how you do drive-ins, but hey, it makes sense. Oh, really? That's how you didn't do it before when you were younger? Don't remember. <laughs> That's how I always remember it. They also sometimes, and they, you can rent them, have like little radios that are attuned to the signal, too. All right, we'll take some pictures. It's a really nice spot, I have to say. All right, so we're in the, we're in the car. We just got through watching Wonder Woman at the Warwick Drive-In. Um... It's 11.15 p.m. We've got a little bit of a hike home. Very well worth it. Amelia Larry, hot takes. Well, as we talked about, we already talked about the preview of this movie. And we said how it's it had a lot of slow motion. But I think once you watch the movie, the slow motion fits in with the movie. Oh, so you're reviving... 
some of your thoughts from when we did the preview uh, when we watched the trailers. Very interesting. I liked the... I actually thought that it looked really good, the movie, um, which is important in superhero movies. They don't look too fake or too much special effects. I really kind of like that it was a World War One setting. You don't really see that that set piece very often in, in modern movies anymore. World War Two or modern warfare. But I kind of liked it, its historical placement. Quickly, we're gonna we'll do some more thoughts on this experience later. But Amelia, quickly give me your impression of seeing your first movie at a drive-in. It was amazing. It felt like I was in a real, or maybe even better than a real movie theater. Yeah, I was having some trouble getting comfortable. I will admit that. Um, and the popcorn was a little bit on the stale side. But other than that, I loved it. It was so fun to be back in a drive-in again. It was a perfect place for that kind of movie on kind of a crazy Sunday night when Amelia does not have school tomorrow, so we took advantage of it and did something a little wacky. Um, So we'll put all this together, probably pull together some of our more deeper thoughts about the movie and the experience, Um, and we'll talk to you all later. All right, thank you. Hello, welcome back to another segment of The Larry's Pop-Bud. As you know, we're talking about Wonder Woman and our drive-in movie theater experience. We know you just heard our first impressions on when we were driving and when we were there. So, why don't we tell you what we thought after the movie? Yep, now we've had some time to reflect. We're back in our home studio, and so let's get into it. What, with a couple days to think about it, what are you still thinking about about the Wonder Woman movie? I feel like it's different from the comic books, because there were comic books about Wonder Woman and the Justice League, but there's something about her character, her style, and what she looks like her personality basically that's different from the movie and the books so what about her visually was different or you felt like it was maybe more serious than some of the comic book representation the comic books she was kind of like a follower in this she's kind of like a leader oh okay so she had more of a central role yes how was the how was her costume and her look different do you think you can kind of see how her whole thing is made out of metal and magic metal because it can block bullets. But in the book, you kind of just saw, you didn't really see much difference. Yeah, it was a lot of um, just kind of that leotard, yeah. white and blue leotard, and that was about it. Yeah, she had more armor and more weapons. In fact, I think the movie did a really good job of connecting to her home and her you know heritage as an Amazon princess and even, well... No spoilers. So, and her other things. So, I love the first part of the movie where you dealing, you were seeing her train with her aunt and her mother, and you get the whole backstory of the Amazonian people. What was different about her? Well, I love the idea that you're talking about that she's the sort of leader, not the follower in this. One great thing to mention about this movie is it's been a huge success. It got very good reviews, and it's making a crazy amount of money. So a lot of people were nervous about this because there's a lot of pressure on female superheroes sometimes and superhero movies or books or comic books because if they don't sell as well, then then people that want to see only male superheroes kind of win. So everyone is really happy about how well this movie is doing. How does that make you feel? Yeah, that makes me feel good because... Also, like, there's a lot of, like, Batman, Superman, Ant-Man, those, they're all boys, they're not girls. Like, there's Supergirl, maybe Batgirl, but those are, Batgirl is shallow, Supergirl is medium, but they're not, like, 
Superman and Batman, because those are, like, really popular. Do you think Wonder Woman in this movie now reaches that sort of level of complexity and interest to some of the other male superheroes? Yeah, I think it does, because it basically has the same meaning. She's she's fighting crime, she's helping the world. She's not—she is helping the world, but she's not, like, kind of staying behind, because mostly— Boy superheroes are in front, like Batman and Superman. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely felt a little bit more equal. Um, there's a lot of similarities for me around the backstory between uh, Captain America, which is obviously Marvel, and Wonder Woman, which is DC. But I kind of thought, wow, these two characters are very similar. They kind of go back all the way in history and why some of these characters were actually created, you know, to sort of comment on what was going on in the world. And so I think it's very appropriate for right now where we are in 2017 for the, a, a more complex Wonder Woman character to be a, a central star. I also thought the way she wanted to fight and protect for people and humanity, it felt like a more, it felt like a different emotion and motivation than some male superheroes. So I thought that was pretty neat. Anything else you want to say about this movie before we move on to the drive-in experience? So in the comic books, she's just kind of fighting. In this movie, she wants to have the war to stop all wars. So she doesn't want to fight, but she wants to the force fighting to stop. That's true. She has a bigger worldview than just on to the next fight. So big recommendations, thumbs up, right? Would yes, you say? Totally. Wonder Woman is gonna be one of the hits of the summer, definitely one of the hits of the year. Uh it was really exciting to see. And it was really exciting to see in a drive in movie experience. Uh we talk about that a little bit in in our pre pre-podcast recordings, but what's your big takeaway from the drive-in movie experience, and will you be back? I think I will be back, and my big takeaway is I feel like it's better than a real movie theater, but in winter, you probably don't want to do it. (laughs) But during summer and spring, maybe fall, it's going to be a little cold, that those times of years are really good, and it kind of just feels like you're there with the movie, like, it doesn't have to be a superhero movie as we're talking about, but if it was a super superhero movie, that like now you kind of feel that you're there. Oh, good. It helps place you in the scene. Okay, so we will definitely be back, maybe be back at the Warwick Drive-In another time this summer. Um, but we're going to take a quick break now and be back to talk about one of our favorite podcasts, Reply All. Brooklyn, you smile when the subway rumbles under you. You're busy when everyone is going to work or school, but you are quiet when people are sleeping. You whisper when it is night. You are bright and light when it is day, but you are Brooklyn, and we love you. Today we are going to talk about Reply All, which is a very good and a very great podcast. Yeah, Reply All has um, been around for a couple years. It's fabulous. You can find it on Gimlet Media, and you can you can download it or stream it or listen to it pretty much anywhere where there's podcasts. It's very popular. Um, and basically, Reply All uh, covers the internet, but not just the technology of the internet or not just from an engineering or technology view. It's also the culture of the internet, the stories of the internet, the issues of the internet, You know how the internet is healthy or unhealthy in all kinds of different ways. Um, and it's super great. They use a lot of kind of cool storytelling techniques um, to be to really kind of make it a, 
diverse type of podcast. What are some of the storytelling techniques that has really made you fall in love with this podcast? Well, they do a lot of mysteries. What I mean by mysteries is they're like, so some, in some cases they do hacked problems. Like someone, someone hacked into their email or, or other issues. So the mystery kind of, builds on you like oh my gosh who did this you know this is a horrible thing that happened to this person because now they might have been they can't maybe some people can't see their emails because the hacker is blocking them from seeing it and they might be really important emails true um and it really looks at it from a lot of different angles and it's almost like uh, similar to this american life or serial or these other kind of broad storytelling podcasts. They use a lot of different kinds of techniques to tell stories. They're out in the field. They're recording live interviews. They have kind of a bunch of regular reporters and investigative journalists. What is you? I did not think this would be a podcast that you would like, honestly, Amelia. So I was kind of shocked about how obsessed you are with it. <laughs> Do you think it's those storytelling techniques that, that have you loving it? Yeah, and there's also another reason that I love it. Oh, yeah? What's that? They they add in these funny parts. It's hard to explain, but beside from the mystery part, they add in like funny parts like like this person might have done such a stupid thing. The hacker might have just wanted to see a stupid thing. So they laugh at that. You know, it makes they put a turn that makes it funny, laughable and enjoyable. That's true. They have they they definitely have a deep sense of humor. They understand that the internet can be wacky and fun, and that it's actually at its best when it's those things. So they kind of have that spirit and quality. They have a lot of reoccurring spots um, and segments that they do over and over again. They have a, a lot of different casts of characters that they use for expert interviews over and over again. And they they have a culture about the show that I think really makes you have like a quick hook. The music they use, the way they do the intros. Um, It's a lot of stuff that we're actually trying to think about with the Larry's Pop Pod doing differently or better. All the different kinds of techniques that they use. It's kind of really inspirational for us. Has it been inspirational for you as we build our podcast? Sure. Okay. Just a one word answer. Just a sure. Um, Lately, we've been listening to a great kind of series of episodes from Reply All, all about how um, the host's boss, this guy Alex Bloomberg, had his Uber account hacked. That's the kind of the episode that hooked you. Why don't you give us a quick synopsis of what that episode was about, or episodes were about? Well, it was like part one, part two, part three. So it was kind of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And it was the first Reply reply alls that I've listened to so when it first came in he's like okay my uber account got hacked and they had all these theories and finally they came to the conclusion on like the third one but somehow they're like okay we found maybe this hacker's info then it's a wrong info it's like oh my gosh okay this guy's hiding his info so we won't get him all right we have to go deeper so they kind of dig deep enough till they can find who actually did it. They really know how to dive deep. Um, they do really get into the meat of the stories. And, and because the two main hosts and then a lot of the segment producers and reporters that they have really know their stuff technically, even though they're really creative storytellers, they can kind of do both. They can deeply 
both investigate and understand and then translate the technical issues back to their listeners, but they're also weaving together just kind of these amazing, as you say, funny and mystery stories at the same time. What are some of the things that you've actually learned from listening to Reply All about about what is sort of either exciting or scary about the internet when it's either healthy or unhealthy? Well, so as we know, there's some stores on the internet like Amazon or online websites. But what you don't know, what you don't think about the internet is there's the dark web. So there might be a dark web of Amazon where hackers go to find out like, as the Uber stories, selling Uber accounts so you could get free rides in like a totally different continent even. Yeah, the the dark web is this part of the sort of, you know, like in any big city or town there's, you know, illegal Sales. It's usually called the black market, whether that's drugs or stolen goods or all these kind of things that are illegal. Well, that's what's actually the dark web is the is the black market of the Internet where in Reply All and a couple of stories that we've listened to lately, you know, basically how they hack big companies and they use their user names and passwords and then sell those so other people can rip, rip those people off. Yeah, and it's like, they're not things that you can order. They're passwords. Like, things that you can order are, like, new clothes, shoes, food. But they these are just, you can't, like, go open the door and, like, oh, our package is here, you know? You, like, you have to look on the internet, go on your phone, search this guy, get the password so you can hack, which is not good, but these hackers are obsessed with it. So... You know, they tell little stories about, like, internet privacy and security um, and how to protect yourself. Like, remember, they, they, there's that one one website you can put your email in, and it'll tell you if you've been pwned or not. Yeah. And they explain, you know, pwned is, like, the, the misspelling of owns. So, like, I own you. So, been, people would misspell it all the time. So, they, it's called pwned. So, if you actually want to see, go to, um, what's it called? I am pwned or? Uh, I think it's, like, I am pwned. Are, but We'll put it in the description. Yeah, we'll put the link in the description. Um, what are some actually positive things or other stories about the internet you've you've understood better after listening to Reply All? Not just the ones about hackers. Well, like there's some funny, uh, funny m- like mistakes that might have happened on the internet, and then it goes viral. Okay, like what was one you learned about recently on Reply All? Well, I forget it. Actually, now I remember. It's called, uh, I think, Confefe. <laughs> Confefe, yes. Um, what, what was the story of Confefe? That's one that's in the news right now. Yeah, there was like someone accidentally were trying to write a word and they accidentally wrote Confefe. Well, that was Donald Trump. Yes. Okay, that was a big confefe there. Um, so yeah, so you learned sort of the, the funny and the viral things that happened on that happen on the internet. Anything else you want to say about Reply All? I mean, I know you want to listen to it all the time, and the good thing for you is there's probably a hundred plus episodes that you haven't heard. Yeah, because it's viral, and as you said, it's been going on for about one year. I think even more than that, actually, yeah. longer. So there's a lot of episodes to catch up, catch up on. I've been listening to it for probably about two years. Um, and well, maybe a year and a half. And there's some great episodes that I would highly recommend. There's one episode um, all about this like murder mystery where this guy is using the web to kind of defend himself. And that's over like three episodes. That one's super creepy and weird. 
um, deep mystery on that one. Um, there's ones about they have a regular sesh, uh, regular segment called Yes, Yes, No, where the two hosts explain to their boss uh, different things on the internet. So it's a good way to learn. What internet issue would you like to cover on our podcast? Well, I think I'd like to cover that there's. If you had a question, you could just look at the internet, right? But are the answers true? Is the internet trying to hide something from you? Oh, okay. So what about information can you kind of rely on or think about or trust? And maybe do we know exactly how to find that information? Okay, that's a good one. Um, let me see. As I think about what internet story we might want to talk about, kind of inspired by Reply All on a future episode, I think it's – I love the stuff about – the culture of the internet, like how characters come about on the internet, um, different communities, different ways people find each other if they're interested in the same thing. So maybe that's an area that we might think about. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us, uh, email us, record your own segments, uh, follow us on Instagram and find out what internet stories you might like us to cover or maybe you cover and send in. Yeah, because if you send in a segment, it's even if it's about the internet, it's still a way to earn two free movie tickets, and it might also be something that's your job or something that you're really interesting. All right. Um, I think this brings us to another close of another episode of the Larry's Pop Pod. One way we like to finish every episode, if we remember correctly... <laughs> is with a preview of something that we're excited to experience and then talk about uh, on upcoming episodes of the Pop Pod. Uh, So, Amelia, what's one thing that you're thinking about might help fuel future segments? Well, as most kids do, they go to camps if you want to or if you like to. So I'm going to camps over the summer, and the two camps are creative writing and theater. And we might talk about theater a little bit. And I'm excited to maybe write a story with creative writing. All right. And those are we whether it's reviewing those camps or even kind of performing some of the things that you work on in those camps on the podcast. That's an exciting preview. For me, I'm going to stick with your summer theme. Um, you know, summer's a fun, exciting time. You kind of do more activities, experience things, travel. So whether it's our trip to the Outer Banks or to the Eastern Shore of Maryland um, or other adventures and hijinks that we get into this summer. I'm excited to be bringing those things in to future episodes of the Larry's Pop Pod. Um, But that brings us to the end of this episode. So, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.